Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. episode of the Mirrors About podcast. Hello, hello. I am your host, Kyra Matthews, Kyra the Bold. And I'm here to give you what you've been wanting, what you've been missing. A solo episode, friends. If my enthusiasm seems like slightly muted, it feels slightly muted in my body. I'm not going to lie. Like normally when I talk, I have lots of hand movements. If you've ever seen me speak live before, I'm like moving all around, but as I'm recording this, I'm pretty still. I'll be honest, I'm recording this from my sick bed. I've been in the bed, in bed with the flu um, for the last few days. This isn't a pre-recorded episode. Usually I record my podcast episodes like weeks in advance, but when it came to doing this season, I don't know why the solo episode ideas, they weren't flowing. So I just did my guest ones um, and then I got a message on threads and I was like from one of the listeners you know who you are (laughs) and I was like oh okay the people are missing Kyra time like we need to spend some one-on-one time together Uh, so I have taken some painkillers and I've been laying in bed like I've literally been telling myself to rest because A couple of weeks ago when I was unwell, I was just like, it's fine, it's fine. And I like worked and I was sick. And then I realized it just took me longer to get better. And I feel like that's why I'm kind of sick now. So, oh God, I I think that story completely defeats my point. But what I'm trying to say is I've got a 30 minute window while the painkillers are still going strong. Um, I wanted to make this easy so I don't have any notes. I don't I just have an idea and we're just gonna throw through it and you know what I thought what a fun learning opportunity like I am not making this perfect I just want it to be done I want you guys to have this episode I want you to enjoy it it's a weekly show and I didn't want to miss a week and also like if I'm sick I'm not gonna put loads of pressure on myself to have loads of notes to re-record things to edit things like crazy i'm just gonna go and i'm gonna flow i also think there's this thing that happens that um when you see people online it's really easy to think that they spend tons and tons of time and tons and tons of hours creating content creating products creating services and sometimes maybe they do But most times, I'm going to guess, there's two things happening. One, they're becoming a genius or expert in their space. And what I mean by that is that they're so immersed in whatever they talk about, whatever they do, that it's just a really natural way of thinking. So ideas come to them very easily and they flow. And the second part of that is that their shame barrier to then go ahead and share those ideas is quite low. And what I mean is, I remember the moment, I think I read this on Instagram, I'm so sorry, I can't remember who I saw said this, but I think I read somewhere where someone was like, your most, your most random thought could be gold dust to one of your followers, somebody in your audience, and I was like, oh, and I actually started sharing like my ideas off the cuff, and so many of you listeners have reacted to it like, oh my gosh, that's amazing, and I just decided like, I kind of am a genius without trying. I really help people without trying. So why am I going to sit here and force myself and plan loads? And that doesn't mean I don't care. It doesn't mean that I don't take pride in my work. It doesn't mean that I don't want you to get value from the time that you spend listening to this podcast. If you listen to this podcast and you get insane results in your life and your business, that makes me so happy. And that's what I want you. I want to happen. But what I am trying to say is that we want to just break this 
this this this entanglement that we have that more time more effort and more suffering means the better something will be because that's not the case just look at all the mediocre white men out there in the world doing their thing it, you know it, it, it's girl it's just not adding up Let, let's leave that behind in 1955 okay so that does kind of lead us nicely onto what i wanted to chat about today so i posted on my instagram stories a couple of days ago again from my sick bed <laughs> Because what are you going to do when you're sick? I was like, I'm not going to work. So I was like scrolling Instagram, scrolling threads. Um, and I posted on my stories a couple of ideas of what I should talk about. And this subject that I suggested was the most popular by far. And the subject is how to know which ideas to take forward in your business and how to know which ideas aren't worth pursuing and why. And it's really interesting okay pause because i need to have a coughing fit okay now i'm back i just went and sucked in a coughing sweet cough sweet whatever they're called um stuck my head out the window for some fresh air just had a little coughing fit which is so fun um <laughs> they're literally like an atomic bomb like i can't tell when they're gonna come I can't spend like tons of time talking it's it, it's not a vibe anyway nobody wants to hear about that where were we we were talking about ideas yeah how to take ideas how to know which ones are the ones that you want to take and it's really interesting because obviously over the last few weeks I've been able over the last few months actually I've been able to talk to so many of you one-on-one either we've had a consultation or I'm talking to you in such unstoppable because you're a client or you've come to one of the free group coaching sessions the community coaching sessions that I offer so I get to hear your challenges and I hear this question come up in so many different ways in so many different problems so you might be thinking oh I don't need to know how to create ideas this isn't the episode for me, I'm going to skip this one. I just want you to pause and consider, could this be coming up for you and presenting in your brain through different language and in a different way? So I first want to talk about why is it important to have ideas in your business anyway? Well, many of you started your business out of a reaction to something that was happening in your life. Like you had life experience and you're like, actually, I want something different. You worked full time, maybe in marketing, in telecommunications, in retail, whatever. You did something and then you decided, actually, there's something else I want to do. There's, there's something different I want to offer. Perhaps you saw someone doing something really cool online, selling the dresses that they were making in their spare room and you thought, I actually could do that, I really want to do that. Maybe you saw somebody making thousands of pounds and working with all of these cool brands um, through their website designing stuff that they do and the branding work that they do and you're like, do you know what, I did graphic design at uni, I really want to pursue this as a freelancer, I don't want to work with an agency, I don't want to work within a company, I really want to pursue this as a freelancer. The idea to start a business is such a crazy idea. You had the idea and you trusted it and you pursued it anyway. And I first just want to acknowledge that if you're here listening to this podcast and you've got a business, I don't care if you've made zero pounds or a thousand pounds just today. Like the, the, the idea that you as a person in the world would start a business it's kind of crazy, even though it's really glamorized and we talk about it all the time. And so perhaps it feels normal on this corner of the internet, which is a good thing. Out there in the world, the majority of people don't run businesses. The majority of people work for businesses, they're employees. There is still this huge societal story running in the background of all of our lives to varying degrees that we should work for a company, we should be loyal to a company, we should really work hard for a company, and we should, you know, that should be our ambitions and our aims. 
especially if you're a woman and especially if you're wanting to have children and you're thinking about planning for maternity leave and all of these things working feels super safe starting a business is associated societally with risk and potential for loss and heartbreak but we still decide to sign up and be entrepreneurs and be business owners anyway we still decide to found to found to found to found creative agencies we still decide to become freelancers we still to decide to like launch our store on Shopify or Etsy or eBay or Upwork wherever you are and yeah when people get into their business they get this early momentum they buy the domain on GoDaddy and they're like okay I'm gonna do this and maybe at the beginning they launch it things are going well they've got this early momentum things are all great and then you're almost hit with this harsh reality of how challenging it is to run a business you're like oh wait so this is what they were talking about when they said that that entrepreneurship isn't for the faint of heart and to be honest I had this exact same experience with roller skating so when I was a child I think I was like maybe like nine or ten I have no idea but I used to go ice skating um, at Lee Valley Ice Rink every Saturday. Me and my brother would have lessons together. I don't think we had that many lessons, but all, all I mean to say is that I knew how to ice skate and I felt like I could ice skate really confidently as a child. And so when in 2020, when I decided to start roller skating, I was like, okay, they're basically like the same thing you're on these shoes and you're moving i know how to ice skate like it's going to be so easy it's going to be a piece of cake and i had watched loads of people ice skate and roller skate before i'd watched loads of youtubes of people roller skating i had watched them do things like jumps and spinning and all the stuff and i just assumed yeah amazing me too sign me up let's go and I remember the day, I still have the video of me and my flatmate in my garden. Oh my goodness. I was in for a surprise. Like, I could not even stand up on those things the first time I put them on. Like, I was literally in them. Like, the roller skates were on my feet. But my hands were, like, walking the floor. Like, I looked like a dog. Like, I, like, I couldn't stand up upright in the skates. It was so different and so much more difficult than I thought it was. And my flatmate at the time had this moment of, yeah, like, this is hard. Like, we both looked at each other like, this is wild. And she fell over a couple of times and she decided, okay, you know what? The roller skates aren't for me. And um, she never really roller skated again, as far as I know, after that. But then I was like, actually, I'm all in. Let's go for it. Like, I really want to roller skate, even though it's way more difficult than I thought it was. I still want to go and do it. And we have this same moment in business where, like, we get some easy wins or we get some easy clients that we're kind of okay working with. And then we get to a point where we realize, actually, I've got a bunch of wedding clients and maybe you're a photographer and you have a bunch of wedding clients and actually you want to be doing branding or maybe you make cakes and you do a lot of wedding cakes but you're like actually I want to do I don't know baby showers or birthdays or graduation cakes or whatever that is like there's some point in your journey either where you're just starting or when you've been doing it for a long time for a little while you're kind of going with the currents and you're like actually no this isn't what I want to be doing I want to be doing something different and here's why you need ideas because there isn't if you wanted to become a doctor there is a playbook and a method and a, um, a trajectory you can follow in order to go and do that however when it comes to being a business owner a freelancer a creative someone who perhaps identifies as a woman or non-binary, wherever your intersectionary intersection lies. <laughs> I'm just making up words. 
I'm blaming it on the cough sweets. There is no set rule book. There is no path for how your business is supposed to go. There is no set rule book for what you're supposed to do. Even though people try and create rules like TikTok experts, social media experts, marketing experts, coaches, I include me in this in this group of huddle of people. Like people try to create rules, but really there are no rules. You could have success posting zero TikToks, you could have success posting a thousand TikToks. Like there are so many different ways to achieve the success that you can see in your mind. Ideas come in. The reason why we want to create ideas is because we want to know, okay, I know it's possible. I can see all of these people doing these things out in the world. What should I be doing right now in order to move me in that direction, in order to get me there? And your creative brain can, is going to start thinking of ways that it could interact with the world and your creativity to move you in that direction, okay? It's interesting because I was thinking about this a lot and I was wondering, like, what would I do if I was a creative and I wanted to make 50k a year in my creative practice? And as soon as you, like, start playing with that question or, like, whatever your number is, your number might be 70, 100, 150, whatever, as soon as you start playing with that number, your brain is going to come up with all of these possibilities. Okay, maybe you should pitch that brand. Maybe you should speak to Sarah and ask her how she did it. Maybe you should launch, host an event. Maybe you should launch a product. Maybe you should launch five products or five services or whatever. Your brain is going to have all of these new ideas. However, because your brain is having ideas for something that is going to launch you into an area and a direction where you've never been before, like maybe you've never made you know, X amount of money in your creative business, what is going to happen is you're going to have these ideas, but you're also going to have a lot of internal resistance, a lot of doubt, a lot of fear, a lot of worry. It's almost like your brain pops up a little idea, like a little plane pops up and your brain shoots it down immediately. It's like, no, that's not going to work. They would never reply to you. You don't know how to do that. It's going to take too long. Another idea. Pew, no, I don't like that. They're going to laugh at you. You've never done that before. Why do you think you can do that? And on and on and on. And then what happens if you just let your brain keep on doing this pattern? Idea, shooting it down. Idea, shooting it down. Idea, shooting it down. Is you just don't do anything. You just continue doing what you've always done. <laughs> you don't move forward. And six months goes by. A year goes by. Four years goes by. And you still have the same dreams, you still have the same ideas, and nobody in the world knows about any of your ideas or any of your dreams because you haven't shared them with anyone, you haven't taken a risk, and you haven't birthed them out into the world. I do think that there is a way to know which ideas are worth pursuing and which ideas aren't worth pursuing, and I want to talk about that in the next few moments on this podcast. I think the first thing we have to do is we have to get really rock solid and clear about our future self, where we're going and where we're heading. I have a really great podcast episode about this. Um, I'm going to tag it in the show notes and to access the show notes, all you have to do is like go to wherever you're listening to this and just like read the info. It's really easy now. They've changed it so you can actually click the links there. So if you don't know what a future self is, definitely go and listen to that podcast episode. But a future self essentially is like the person that we're wanting to become, the life that we're wanting to step into, okay? It's really important for you to know where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in two years? Where do you want to be in six months? Because that question is going to drastically change the kinds of actions that you should be doing. For example, if in 30 days you are going to move to Australia, or if you are already in Australia, hi, but if in 30 days you are going to move somewhere else, 
Thailand, maybe. The actions that you'd be taking today would be totally different than if you were going to be moving there in, in a year from now. My guess is, is if you're moving to Australia in 30 days, you'll be sorting out visas, like saying goodbye to your friends, throwing like little parties to say goodbye. You would be handing in your notice. You'll be looking for new jobs in Australia or whatever you're going to be doing there. Like the actions that you're going to be taking today will be preparing you for Australia. Even though you're not in Australia yet, you're still taking actions in this moment to prepare for when you get there. You don't just do all the preparation when you get off the plane. And it's the same with our goals. If at the end of the year you have a certain place where you want to be, maybe you want to leave your job, maybe you want to make 50k, for example, I just said that number, so let's throw that around. Maybe that's where you want to be at the end of the year. You need to know that because it's going to change the types of actions, the frequency of actions, and the scale of the action and ideas that you're going to be taking. So that's the first thing. We have to know where we're going to go. My future self doesn't run marathons. She just doesn't. So I'm not going to be out there running a marathon. (laughs) Just as an example, I'm not going to spend any energy on that. I'm not going to beat myself up for that. I just don't give two tosts about running a marathon. And I'm totally okay about that. But my future self does live in an amazing penthouse. Okay. She does live in an amazing flat and it's decorated gorgeously. So knowing that I have that in mind, I have to make sure that my ideas are going to put me on that trajectory to get there. Okay, My future self is a speaker. She travels around the world. She is connected with hundreds of thousands of creatives, supporting them to achieve their goals. All of my ideas have to be putting me on the trajectory to create that. So the first thing is you want to get so clear in your mind where you want to go and what you want to do. And I don't care if that dream feels really unrealistic. It's not for you to decide or to judge. It's up to the universe. It's like literally nothing to do with you. Get super clear on where you want to go. Drop the judgment. Don't try and be realistic. Just allow yourself to dream. Then the next thing is, and I'd talk about this in the future self journal. So in the journal, I literally have a page where it asks you to write down 15 different ways that you can make your goal happen. So obviously my penthouse is far away, but if I take something closer, like a goal that I have and where I wanna be at the end of the year, I could write that goal down and I can start brainstorming different ways I can make that goal happen. So if you're doing a launch or if um, you're wanting to make 50K as a creative and maybe you sell website services, you can make 50K making one website for one person. You can make 50K making two websites at 25K for two people. You can make 50K making 50 websites for 50 people. The maths of that is quite straightforward and whatever your goal is, the maths of that will be quite straightforward. You then want to ask yourself, okay, if I go for 50 websites at £1,000, and by the way, just because I've chosen that number doesn't mean it's easier than selling a 50k website. That's a conversation for another day. I've just picked that per example, so don't read into that too much. But say your idea is like, okay, my, the maths of my goal is that I need 50 people to buy a website from me for £1,000, okay? That's the math. This is where you want your ideas to come in. This is where you're gonna start getting creative. Creative, how can I draw and capture the attention of 100 people, of 200 people? And the reason why I say that is because the first 50 people you meet, not all of them might want a website, not all of them might need a website. So you're kind of wanting to account for that. So you're gonna wanna count to capture more people start to ask yourself how am I going to capture the attention of people to buy to hire me as their website designer so your brain is going to first come up with fairly straightforward ideas that are in your face and these ideas are absolutely valid totally fine let's do it let's get on paper so your first ideas will be like okay I can make content I can make tiktoks um 
<laughs> I can write a newsletter. All of these things that you've seen other people do. And these ideas are great. And I think that um, they can really be the bed on the bread, the, <laughs> the bread and butter, the foundational steps that you're going to be wanting to do when it comes to creating a community. However, you then want to start getting a little bit bold, a little bit confident, a little bit delusional in your ideas. I really recommend this because the thing is, is that if you just do the things that everybody else has done, sure, you'll have some success and sure, it's worked for so many other people. But my guess is, is if you're listening to this, you're not here to just do the run of the mill and do what other people have, do- have been doing because otherwise you'll just stay where you are and you wouldn't bother dreaming. My guess is, is that you're wanting to create something extraordinary, something big and something fun. You, you're going to want to start brainstorming really creative ways that start to scare you a little bit. These inside Stuck to Unstoppable, I call these the 5% tasks. These are the scary, big boy, big girl, she's got her like, you know, she's ready to work ideas. These are these ideas. So pitching to podcasts, like putting your name forward and saying, hey, can I be a guest on your podcast? I have something really interesting to share. Guesting on blogs, pitching yourself to a YouTube channel that you like, doing a TikTok takeover of your one of your favorite TikTok stars pitching a brand just going hey like I really want to work with you I want to do your website what do you think pitching them an idea hosting an event inviting people to come out and to talk about whatever you do and then offering website services at the end of that it could be asking for referrals whatever and you want to get these ideas out on paper like all of these big weird crazy scary ideas on paper and you just want to let them be scary it's totally fine if they're scary we're just going to hold space for that and here's the thing i i started this podcast episode talking about how people in the world sometimes you can think that the things that they created took ages to create, but it's actually that they've removed their shame barrier. The thing is, is that once you start trying these ideas, you're gonna fail, some are gonna work amazingly, some are gonna be harder than you initially thought, and some of them are gonna be easier than you initially thought. But what's gonna happen is as you start trying these ideas, your fear of other people seeing you, your fear of being rejected, And that shame barrier that I spoke about, that is going to really melt away. When I think about Future Self Nights, one of the reasons why I launched that event is because one, there's so many things about networking that really sucks. Um, I hate, like, I hate, like, the hierarchy. Everyone's trying to, like, one-up each other and it's just not fun. And yet networking has done so much good for my business it like cannot be underestimated like I believe in it so much and I want everyone else to have the experiences that I have had and another reason why is because I made a little promise to myself a couple of months ago and I said to myself like I really want to be known for the future self-concept like the future self like those two words I didn't create them but I, when people think about me, I want them to say, oh, Kyra, oh yeah, she's always talking about that future self stuff. She's always talking about how to be your future self. I want to be known, basically I want to be famous for making the future self, future self thinking a thing. And I can go on and post Instagrams and be, like try and go viral if I want. Or I can just start doing weird, crazy, out of the box things that nobody has ever done before. And let me tell you, when I did Future Self Nights, I hosted an event, I made everybody not touch their phones until 8.30. You weren't allowed to talk about what you did. I had all of these rules. You had to come dressed as your future self. And like, who the hell am I to do that, first of all? (laughs) 
the audacity. Like, not only have you got to, like, buy to get from where then, you've got all of these rules, right? And there's some people that came that didn't know me, and I'm like, wow, like, you're so trusting. But, and I had that idea, like, ages ago, right? Like, that idea came to me in, like, 30 seconds. It took me, like, eight months to actually get it done and see it through, maybe more. But the idea came to me so quickly and I am so glad that I followed through on that idea because it brought so much um, attention and eyes and just wonderful, amazing people into my life and into my business. Some of you are listening to this and the way you were introduced to me was through Future Self Nights. Either we met on the night or you saw somebody's story and you clicked onto my page and you're like, okay, I want a piece of this. And the reason why I'm talking about this is because the ideas that you have in your head, it's really easy for you to underestimate the value and the ripple effect that they're gonna have when they go out into the world. Like your brain is gonna tell you that your ideas are shit, no one's gonna come, it's gonna be rubbish but your brain will be lying to you. Yes, something like an event you can't do by yourself. Like you need other people to be open and to be interested and they need to know who you are on some degree. I'm not gonna lie. But you never, ever, ever get to know how much you're gonna impact other people if your ideas just stay written down in your notebook, written down in your journal or your notes app. And what is even more insane is that now that I've done Future Self Nights, like the first one, I have so many more ideas. And now that I've trusted myself to do that idea, I have even bigger ideas that are more crazy and require more audacity, but I trust myself so much, not because people came to my event, but because I trusted myself to do it in the first place. That's the thing. Like, I don't trust myself because that event was technically a success. I trust myself because I had the idea and I saw it all the way through, rain or shine, win or fail. And now I'm having even bigger ideas and I can trust myself even more to do those ideas. And from talking to some people in the community, what I've noticed is that some people have like shot down their ideas for so long that they don't even trust themselves to try things anymore. Like their creativity is just in the studio. Like give them an easel, a pen and paper, they will go off. They will draw the best painting, the best portrait you've ever seen. Ask them to use that creativity when it comes to marketing or promoting themselves or telling the world about what they do. The confidence is gone, the creativity is gone, the problem solving is disappears, it's gone. Why? Because you've eaten away at your own confidence. Confidence isn't just made when we do big things in the world. Obviously that is a huge part of it, having idea and seeing it through. Confidence is also made in the small promises that we make to ourselves. Saying that, okay, I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna do 10 minutes of journaling with, um, while I'm drinking my coffee, or I'm gonna send that email, email to that person on Thursday during my lunchtime. Those promises that you make to yourself that nobody else knows, if you don't follow them through, you're not gonna have the confidence to believe in yourself when it comes to those big things that require other people. Let me say that again. If you don't follow through on the quiet promises that you make to yourself when nobody is looking, you're not gonna trust yourself or have the confidence to follow through on those ideas that require other people. I know that some of you will have ideas that will require brand sponsorship in order to bring your ideas to life, but there's no way you will trust yourself to work with a brand that has hundreds of thousands of followers or whatever, if you don't feel like you can even follow through on the smaller things that you promise yourself. I hear from you that you're worried about what happens when somebody says yes. 
to working with you. You're worried about supporting them. Are they going to have a good time? All of those things. All of those issues come from the fact that we often make promises to ourselves and we don't keep them. So as you're starting to have ideas about how to grow your business, how to move forward, it's okay to start small if you don't have that confidence and trust in yourself. Start in a small way and reaffirm yourself like, oh, okay, I said I was going to do a new thing on Instagram and that worked. Amazing. I wonder what else can come through. And then you're going to be have trust yourself to do some of these bigger things. So how do you know if an idea isn't worth pursuing? Um, <laughs> let me think about this. First of all, an idea isn't worth pursuing if it's not going to lead you towards your future self. I kind of already chatted about this. Like, for example, my future self doesn't run marathons, so I'm not spending any time running marathons. My future self um, isn't designing an app, so I'm not spending any time faffing around thinking about an app. I, it, it just doesn't interest me. I actually hate how every website and everything has its own app. I don't know if that's just me. I'm just like, oh, I don't want to download anything. <laughs> it's just not me, so I'm not working that out. So any sort of ideas that come to my brain that are going to lead me in a different direction from where I'm wanting to end up, like I'm not looking at buying a boat, a canal boat or anything like that. Like I don't, no, no, I'm, no, leave me alone. I don't want that. Like so a really easy way to cross off ideas is like if it's not going to lead you in the direction of your future self. Now, listen, some of you, are gonna try and cross off ideas which will be perfectly good you're just afraid I can see you I can see you stop right there it's gonna be if you're new to ideas or if you're new to ideas you're obviously not new to ideas if this is feeling like you're at the very beginning of this journey you're not really gonna have a sense of what directly is gonna lead you to and so what I would say is you'd ask yourself, okay, if I do this, is it going to prepare me with the skills that I'll need to become my future self? For example, way before my first public speaking gig, I always knew that I wanted to travel the world and speak and be on stages. And I actually would visualise being on stage with Oprah. And obviously Oprah hasn't materialised yet, still in the making, that was always a vision I've had of mine. So when I got opportunities, when people slid into my, my DMs or my email inbox and they offered me, oh, like, hey, like, do you want to speak at this event? I would say yes, because it would give me the skills I would need in order to be on stage with Oprah one day. So maybe your thing is that you want to host creative workshops and somebody says, hey, do you want to come into this school, you know, and host this workshop? and maybe you're new to it you don't have much experience okay amazing that could be a great idea um you want to get that skill maybe um your full-time job says hey do you want to come and support the marketing team for a project or something and you're like okay cool i can support the marketing team because i can see my future self she's great at marketing or he's great at marketing or they are great at marketing i'm gonna go and do that thing so you can start sort of thinking about in the skills and using that way um, and moving forward. If there's something that's not gonna provide you with the skills that you need, it's not gonna stretch you. Like I think at this point in my speaking career, I'm not really doing events to learn more in terms of experience. Now the reasons why I choose to do events or not, the criteria is quite different. Um, to when I first started so you know you just have to kind of gauge like do you need more experience in this is this really going to give me the skills I need or is there something where I'm like I feel fully okay in my skill and I can just say no to this that's a really easy quick way to know if you're going to say no to ideas another way that you want to think about saying no to things is if it's going to take you if 
if the idea requires more money or time than you're willing to lose. And here's what I mean. When I was doing the Future Self Journals, it was the first um, product I'd ever published. Nobody had really asked me for a journal. I had just the idea that journals are amazing and I need to share this with the world and it's going to help my clients so much and it's going to help my audience so much. I just had the idea that this had to be birthed into the world. But just because I had that idea did, just doesn't mean that I knew people would buy it. <laughs> Even as confident as I was, there's one, like totally, like I could have made that journal and had like no sales. That absolutely could have been a possibility. So before I launched the journal, I literally had to ask myself, okay, if I make no sales, what am I gonna do about this? Like how much money am I willing to lose if this doesn't work out for me? And so for the first launch of the journal, I only printed 20 copies because based on the printing price and the packaging and whatever, that was like the amount of money that I was willing to lose. Like if I didn't make any money back, if I didn't make any profit, fine. What I wouldn't have done is gone and printed 5,000 journals that cost me maybe 5,000 pounds to produce because I wouldn't have been, I'm not willing to lose 5,000 pounds yet. And that's also totally fine. Like you wanna balance your risk and the potential. And so with the first run of the journals, I, I was kind of testing out, you know, can this work? Is this like, is this a real thing? And it worked out. And then the next time I did it, I was able to do bigger and like more and more product and more stock, stock and all those kind of things. But you can say no to ideas if it's going to cost more money and time than you are willing to lose. And you want to be kind of realistic and honest with yourself. If losing 500 pounds to a project, a thousand pounds to a project would be detrimental to your financial well-being, like you don't have that hunger to risk it, it doesn't feel good for you, you'd be worried about how you're going to pay your rent, that might not be the idea that you want to be looking at now. And in fact, what I would explore is, is there another way that you can do it without the money? Like, I would just be like curious, like, do you need money to get that idea done? But there are definitely things that I would love to do that I have ideas to do. And I'm just not in the place to invest that much right now. And that's totally fine. You then want to just ask yourself, how can I do this on a small scale? How can I do this with the resources that I have? How can I do this in like a DIY way? Like if you want to host a workshop, do you need to hire a venue or can you just do it at your mate's house who's got that great house, their parents' house who's got that great garden? Like how can you do this in a DIY way, in a small way to just test it? And I think the more you test it, the more evidence you get, the more testimonials you'll get, you get from your people, what will happen is you, it will, will build your confidence and then you'll be so much more likely to invest in a wet, like a workshop space or stock for a product or something like that because you would have actually, you know that it works. So I would just be wary if your brain is like, right, we need 20,000 pounds to be on a billboard. Let's go and do that. Like withdrawing from your life savings or your ISO or whatever. Just ask yourself how you can be doing in a small way. Self-sabotage is not just procrastinating. I think sometimes self-sabotage comes up as like all of your ideas have to be the biggest, best, most perfect outcome of whatever you're dreaming. And no, really, it can just be really small. Like, for example, with Future Self Night, so many of the people that were involved donated their time their products for example i got drink sponsorships i got food sponsorships like the space was technically donated like i didn't have to pay for the space like 
there like when you go out and speak to people and have conversations there are so many ways that you can get things done but you have to be the one to ask for those things you have to be kind of ballsy like i was always that child i would ask for the extra biscuit like i'd be like can i have that biscuit like i would it was fine if people said no you can't have that biscuit i would always ask always ask so that's another thing and i think those are only the really two criterias that i would oh and i guess another criteria like of why i wouldn't do pursue an idea is if i didn't really want to do it like if my brain is just telling me i should do it because everyone on instagram is doing it or because my brain's like i'm running out of time you have to do that if the, the my desire to pursue an idea is based on comparison and self-judgment I don't think that's a great <laughs> I don't think that's a great path to pursue for me or for you like let's just like if it's like fear self-doubt driving it no when you go through the ideas and you go and write down this list of ideas there's going to be a sense of like healthy fear like of course you're going to be afraid to approach a brand and say hey can I take over your store for a day of course but the fear isn't based on a fear of missing out it isn't based on your friend tom um you know he's doing something really cool so you like you're gonna want to do the same thing as him you they're gonna feel kind of separate from everybody else and especially because you've got that connection to your future self you're imagining yourself walking on stages doing all these things traveling in the world being sold or across the world whatever it is you're dreaming of like it gives you this grounded sense of like this is for me like my manifestations want me as much as i want them like no one can really take away what is destined for me like let's get woo woo on this bitch like this is for me uh. okay oh uh, i don't know when the last time i did something out of comparison was like i can't remember when that was um but i cannot think of a time where i compared myself and that shit worked like it just doesn't you don't need me to talk about the dangers of comparison you've heard it all before <laughs> like we just can leave that alone Oh, okay, so here's another reason why I wouldn't pursue an idea. Actually, no, this isn't really a reason why. I'm gonna say like your ideas are gonna qualify. For example, if you're setting yourself a 90 day goal, I wouldn't then pursue an idea that is gonna take me six months to produce, okay? If you have a goal for a certain amount of income that you wanna make in 30 days, I wouldn't then be thinking of ideas that require lots of input um weeks and weeks of planning so you want to just like sort of balance your time and your availability to something like i definitely have goals for the next 30 days for the next week but then i also have things that i'm working on in the background that won't be announced or launched until next year hint hint (laughs) and i'm working on those at a sort of steady pace behind the scenes So you just want to be sort of kind to yourself and balanced in your thinking in terms of the time it's going to take for things to happen. Now, time is also a place where people also procrastinate. They get in their head. They're like, oh, it's going to take me too long. All of this junk. You just want to like be on to yourself. Is it really going to take as long as you think? Or can you just DIY it? And DIY, if you haven't already guessed, DIY is short form for, can you just get it done? Like me doing this podcast, I just basically asked myself, can I DIY it? There's, sure, a standard of how you want your work to be presented in the world, but can you just make it done? Like, how can this be easy? How can you just cut off steps? Okay? Okay, so... Listen, this has been a juicy podcast. This has been jam-packed. We've been chatting for a long time. My throat is getting really dry. Um, And I can tell that another coughing fit is due. So I better wrap this up. (laughs) I'm also sweating. So, like, 
It's the full-on flu. I don't even know what it is. I need to go to... I'm going to the doctors in a couple of days. I'll report back, but... Send your healing vibes. I'm literally holding on to crystals as we talk because, you know, I'm needing the healing vibes. I'm needing the love right now. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this podcast. It's been so fun talking about this stuff with you. I love ideas. I love it when I see creatives do things where I'm like, oh my gosh, that is genius. That works so well for their brand. I can see their vision. I'm like, chef's kiss amazing like go out and do stuff go fuck it up do it wrong do it rubbish i promise you you won't regret it like you will not regret it um so yeah thanks for listening to me from my sick bed i am gonna go it's been so fun listening to you i'm just checking like do i have any updates thank i just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who signed up to stuck to unstoppable this month and last month and those who are starting in September and August also so fun had so many of you guys sign up so many of you register interests I've got some mastermind days coming up in London which is very fun um yeah oh by the way speaking of events don't put anything in your calendar for the 7th of September if you're in London or London surrounding areas or can get to London <laughs> like block out the 7th of September because you're busy that day I'll announce what is coming in a couple of weeks but I just want to give you a heads up okay thank you so much for listening it is my uh, the joy and the light of my life to record this podcast with you if you have any feedback if you have any suggestions of what I should talk about next please share your ideas with me they may be great, insanely good ideas. I've just totally missed them. I probably have. So do let me know. Of course, share this podcast with your best friends. I'm sure they'll really appreciate it. And yeah, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the No Room for Doubt podcast. If you've loved what you've heard today, you're probably going to want to coach with me one-on-one. Stuck to Unstoppable is my signature coaching program to transform your mindset and your confidence so you can go out and achieve the goals that you want in your life and in your business. Simply go to my website at www.kyramatthews.com to book your free 30-minute consultation. I cannot wait to get unstoppable with you. See you there.